Welcome to Trail Manners, the podcast so dedicated to mountain trails and running that they broadcast out of a 78 Volkswagen bus in the mountains. Who does that? Eric and Joel are your hosts and will bring you the trail life as you may have not heard it before. You hear about everything from gear reviews, nutrition to keep you upright and moving forward, and they'll even bring guests into the bus for conversations that you won't hear anywhere else. It's time for some running adventures on a higher elevation. The old 78 Volkswagen bus is fired up and headed to the mountains. Here are your hosts for Trail Manners, proudly representing the 801 with their passion and love for the trails, Eric Manning and Joel Hatch. Welcome to the Trail Manners Podcast, episode number 80. Today we are going to be talking again with our good friend Melissa Solomon after her Zion 100 race. So if this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The Trail Manners Podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at trailmanners.com. Come back often, and please feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes, or you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Trail Manners. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get after it. All right, welcome to episode number 80 of the Trail Manners Podcast. We are on location here in Ogden, Utah at Rooster's Brewing Company upstairs. We've asked the people to keep it down, but they're not Because they're enjoying some food. They are. <laughs> and so beer. It's, it's restaurant week here in Ogden. It is. So you got good deals. We have uh, took a photo that we posted earlier, and we've got cheese curds, but they're deep fried cheese curds. They were delicious. Yeah. Oh, they're they were. yummy. So we just broke a, uh, Melissa into eating cheese curds for the first time. Ever. Yes. <laughs> Ever. And these are deep fried. Yeah. And you know what they say? <laughs> I don't really. I just, Once I you go deep fried, you don't go back? I guess. Something I like that? Yeah, something like that. So I did, that's what I was waiting for to see right. if someone had something for us. But uh, we've had a great night. Amanda has been our uh, has been helping us out tonight. Yep. She's from New she's, Hampshire. She's pretty rad. She is rad. Yep. Uh, she's here uh, just recently. Um, and she's been done a great job for us tonight with our our beverages, our uh, food, and just on, on point right now. So as you already heard, we have back... Melissa. As promised. As promised. That's right. <laughs> Melissa Solomon. Melissa, you were just on our show a few weeks ago. Yes. Right? Yes. And you agreed to come back and talk to us again. I know. I'm right. a little nervous still, but less nervous than last time. That's good. Yeah. She said she was 30% nervous <laughs> this time. Right. Which is, I think, good. It's a healthy nervous. It is. You need to be a little nervous. Just right. like a race. You have those butterflies. Yeah. Um, to get it going. But we have Melissa back on because, number one, she's super rad. Yeah. She. It was a great show. People loved it. Thank but, you. But, but she ran Zion 100 just a week ago. Yeah. Right? Just a couple days ago. So it was her first 100 miler, and you all know the story. If you don't, you need to go back and listen to the episode we had her on. Um, and I don't know the exact number on that top of my head, but uh, you'll find it. And so we want to talk to you about your first 100-mile race experience. Yes. So let's break it down. Okay. So race Day before the race. Let's start there. The week before the race. Okay, Joel's <laughs> digging up. Okay, week right. before the race. How many cheese curds did you eat? Zero. Okay, zero. That's probably okay. not. That was probably number one problem. Yeah. We'll count these as we go. <laughs> um, for leading up to the race, you had a week to go before the race. What was what was your plan, training wise? What was going through your mind? First hundred miler, all the pressure. Because you announced on Trail Manners what you were doing. I know. Yes, which I didn't intend to do, honestly. I wasn't actually going to announce it on there. So that kind of added the pressure. But I think it was a good pressure that it added it. I think sealed so. the deal for me. And yep. I mean, I wouldn't have backed out, but it definitely added that level of... Commitment. Ah, yeah. Well, and we're enablers, and we'll talk about that <laughs> near the end of the show. <laughs> yes, something we will. else. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you did. You put yourself out there in mm-hmm. more, just a ton of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was new for you. Yeah. Right? So the week preparing for the race, how'd your sleep go, your preparations go, how did it all unfold for you? Um, the week before, the nerves were actually really high because one of my biggest fears was um, not finishing. So I kind of had a hard time relaxing a little bit and not letting the pressure of the 100 miler kind of build up underneath me and, and let it kind of overflow. Um, I took it pretty easy that week before. I ran probably about eight miles or so early in the week. It's um, a peak week for me right now. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> and just kind of focused on trying to get uh, all the gear I needed and thinking through um, everything. I kind of, 
I had a spreadsheet that I created Ooh. that had estimates of where I would kind of be when and right. knowing when the elevation was going to kind of hit. So I would review that quite often throughout the week. So I had a plan in my mind. Um, so it was mostly more mental planning, less physical um, the week prior, just making sure that my mind was kind of right and I was prepared. Were you, I mean, you're obviously nervous, yeah. right? For, for, but did, I mean, did you feel like you were sleeping and eating and, you know, everything leading up to it was pretty much thought, you know, how you thought it would be? Yeah, I, it, it was kind of how I envisioned in the mornings when I would wake up, I'd kind of think, oh my gosh, I'm a day closer. It's it's coming a day closer. It so is, right? the mornings were worse than the night <laughs> uh, when I'd wake up. So, yeah. Uh, it's probably so were you sleeping like normal during the week, or, or was that disrupted? I surprisingly think I slept pretty well. That's, that's, yeah. that's a huge plus. Yeah. I don't usually have a problem sleeping, though. I like, to <laughs> <laughs> I like to sleep, but probably it's the early mornings that make it easier for me to go to bed at night. Right. But Okay. So you're getting good sleep. Mm -hmm. Mentally was kind of where you were at prepared-wise. So let me ask you this. Any phantom pains, phantom injuries, like, Every once in a oh, while, you yeah. sit there when, and go. When you kind of like oh, man. go through the taper, yeah, you get you get the phantom like, oh, that hurts. It really doesn't hurt. Or it's like, oh man, do I have a feel a twinge in my hammy? Yeah, or actually, shin splints. I'm just thinking about this now. I was actually sick the week before. <laughs> 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 I don't know how I forgot to add that in the first part, but okay. I actually came down with a really bad cold, like legit and a cold? sore, a legit cold, okay, a sore throat. The um, Tuesday before the race, I thought I was getting a sinus infection. You know, I started feeling it kind of like in my nose right. and like the pressure in your teeth. You know, that tingling oh, in your teeth. Yeah. And I remember like thinking that morning, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be sick for this race. Right. So that, I, now that I think back on it, uh, that was definitely nerve wracking because I was really nervous. I was going to go into it sick. And I do think it played a little part um, in how my body reacted to the race. Right. But, but I think you're OK, though. Yeah. Right. Part, of, part of it was mental, I think, in the yeah. build up. Something always has to come before a race. Yeah, and that's <laughs> why that's why mm -hmm. talk is always those little phantom things, yeah. the, the stupid things sometimes too. <laughs> um, so you were a little sick. When mm -hmm. did, so the race Design 100 starts on Friday. Yes. When did you head down? Um, we started driving down on Wednesday, um, and we camped Wednesday night. We just kind of car camped and took it easy because I wanted to get down to Zion at least a day before. I didn't want to travel to to Zion the day of the race because. When you drive, you usually stop at gas stations a lot and get too many snacks and yeah, things right. like that. Mamas, and I think that yeah, the, the pork rinds. gas station. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> right, yep. Yeah. Yep. Or is that before or after Fillmore? It's after Fillmore. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So it's Fillmore, yeah. Fillmore, Fillmore Beaver. Beaver. Yeah, there's right. a sign like that, folks. It's right. got the best water in the country. Does it? Yes. I never knew that. Yeah. Well, that's what the sign says. Yeah, I've never tried it, but that's what it says. I haven't either. I've just tried the Fillmore Beaver part. Yeah. <laughs> right? Jill, Jill shops at the boutique there. Yeah. <laughs> you have the bumper sticker? <laughs> not yet. Not yet? on that part. Okay. He's got, got that trashy. He's to put it on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he might have one on there without even knowing. Uh, so, what, so when you left on Wednesday, where'd you car camp? Did you car camp down near Zion, or did you make it to, like, Provo? We actually <laughs> drove past and went into St. George oh, a little bit. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, we just thought we knew of a quiet place that um, nobody would probably be at and somewhere that we knew we could camp. So we okay. just drove a little bit through, and then um, Thursday morning we went to breakfast, had some Even Stevens breakfast burritos. Nice. <laughs> Yummy. Oh, man, I'm craving so that. So good. Yeah. The music was jamming there. They had a little sandbag, whatever that's called, a bag toss thing. What's that? Cornhole. 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 They, they have a cornhole there. Cornhole. Cornhole. They do. Did you say the sand toss? I, don't, I sand didn't bag. know what it was called. She called it a sand toss. A sand. <laughs> she said sand. I heard the bag. I heard sand toss, and then yeah. she's like bag. And AKA then, sand toss. Yeah, yeah. AKA cornhole. They do have a cornhole there. That's cool. That's it's the a, it's a good place for the. Ever. Yeah, we ate there. Yeah, it's a good place for the kids. Cool. Yeah. Right, so after your cornhole game yeah, the, on the Thursday, after, this, after you did some sand <laughs> toss, um, you just, that's when you went into Zion, uh -huh. the area? Now, did yeah. you camp there, hotel? We stayed at a hotel. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's in... Like Laverkin. Laverkin. Uh -huh. So these are real names for those that aren't yeah. familiar. There's so Hurricane. I think that if you're thinking about doing Zion next year, that hotel in Laverkin is actually closer than Springdale. Yeah. It is. And it's probably cheaper. Springdale's mm -hmm. pretty. FYI, and it's brand new. Yeah, is it? Yeah. So there you go. Got a pool it's and legit, a hot tub. and it's close to the River Rock Roasting Company. Yes. That's my favorite coffee place. You're damn right. It's got that overlook. It's got the overlook over oh, the river. Man. They've got good quiche. Yeah, that had place their quiche, is so just their good. I, why didn't you tell me this before? Okay, so corn green chili quiche is unworldly. It's so good. 
unworldly. Yeah, no that, Santos. Well, I didn't that I didn't name that. Our good friend Brienne did. I think it's good. I love that huh. place. The, yeah. this the location is ridiculous. Like, it's right next to Laverkin. Yeah. It's yeah. actually in Laverkin. I just like saying Laverkin. I know it's funny. That's Joe's like Laverkin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Turn at Laverkin. You take <laughs> yeah. a left near. Laverkin. No, you take a right. If you're coming from St. George, you take a right from Laverkin to go the Virgin. <laughs> yeah. Past Hurricane. Yeah. Past Hurricane. <laughs> so you're down in. You stayed in Laverkin. Uh huh. And then night before the race, what time did the race start? Friday morning. It was like six. Six a.m. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it is Thursday. Mm -hmm. You're totally relaxed. No, no, no worries in the world because you just have a hundred miler the next totally day. Totally relaxed. Yeah. I mean, I'm not shaking in my <laughs> boots or anything. No, no, no. <laughs> you have your your hydration vest packed and ready to go. Oh yeah, yeah. I Drop probably bags brought way too much stuff to this uh, race, you guys. Yeah. I probably had like four bins of gear. You were ready and for everything, weren't you? <laughs> so we need to have sun. that show. Yeah, we exactly. need to have that show because that's a that's a huge issue sometimes for first time 100 mm -hmm. milers over but also planning. but also i've been known to do that even after my first right really? because sometimes you're like okay i've got this killer vest it's got all these nooks and crannies what can i get in there i may need that i may need that yes you'll run races like that and you'll get to the finish and you'll have all the stuff you started with yeah i got stuff left over from last year when i was planning on doing bryce wow like gels and stuff because yeah, you do you <laughs> overpower yeah. so you, you, over, you yeah. just like overpacked hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But you didn't know. Everything under right? the sun. Yeah. Because yeah, you wanted to be ready for every weather scenario. Yes. Because yeah. well, it was supposed it to was rain a little rain. bit. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then it was like going to be 90 degrees. It was degrees, going to be hot on Friday and rain on Saturday. Yeah. The weather was all over the place. So I kind of packed for, for everything. everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you, that night, did you get a good night's sleep night before? No. No? <laughs> no. What did you have the night before to free? Mexican. Oh, that's a bad choice, by the way. You think it's a bad choice? We yeah. have... We've experience. had experience <laughs> there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so when you choice. go do Vaquero Loco, do not eat the Mexican foods in Afton. Okay. Yeah. I will note that because I always, I mean, yeah. I go plain though. I just go with like chicken Doesn't fajitas. Matter. Doesn't, Doesn't matter. matter. No. Doesn't matter at this place. I think I got something super mild that do place in Afton. Do we have a list going yet? Of what I've, let's keep this list. No Mexican. Yeah. No Mexican. No, well, in Afton. <laughs> eat no cheese Mexican. curds. Eat cheese curds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you had Mexican food, which apparently work, must work for you if you've yep. done it before. Um, we we will have a note at the end of the show with an asterisk not to do that. But so you did that. Did you get to bed early? Did you try to get to bed like seven something crazy that you knew wouldn't I work? I tried, anyway? but it didn't happen. Yeah. It was probably about ten o'clock yeah, or so. That's pretty at average, night. though. I wanted to be laying down by like nine, but right. just the nerves of everything and going through the pack again. So did your was your husband and your daughter staying with you in the uh -huh. same room? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That happens. It does, you, you but up. that might make things more stressful. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Making them watch Saved by the Bell reruns. Your little girl's <laughs> excited, right? Oh, yeah. She wanted to play on the iPad and watch TV. and was I mean, it's exciting staying in a hotel room. I know. Oh, and yeah, I it, like they it. think it's a party. And I'm like, this isn't a party. This is yeah. bedtime. <laughs> yeah, <resting>. exactly. <laughs> we're here to, you have folks, no idea. We're here to run. <laughs> Mommy's trained hard. Yeah. <laughs> so you get some sleep. You wake up. 6 a.m. start. What time did you get up? Um, Fourth. Probably 4.30. Okay. Yeah. That's a great time. Do you have breakfast? Like, you know, uh, some quesadillas or something like that? I made some, some protein pancakes that I brought with me. And that What's I in the that. protein pancake? Um, eggs and right. oatmeal right. and um, a little bit of olive oil and some milk. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of food. In a pancake? I guess. Yeah. yeah. So let me ask you this. Is that something you do for your other, you've done for your other races, though, like your 50Ks? Mm -hmm. 50 yeah. Is that what you do for your normal training, like a normal training run? Um, I don't eat as much before a normal training do run. Do you eat anything before a normal training yeah. run? Yeah. Usually I'll do like a banana or a piece of bread or something before a normal training run. Okay. Yeah, okay. just to get something. Right. Going. So why did you decide to go with more more food right before the race? Um, I actually had been working with my friend that does nutrition. And, right. Um, so she kind of helped me get a little bit of a nutrition plan in place before okay. this, not specifically for the race. Right. So just kind of was carrying over some of the stuff that um, she worked with me on okay. that worked in the past okay. for me. Right. Like Mexican um, food? Yeah. yeah, like Mexican. She didn't tell me to eat Mexican food. She'd probably be like, what were you thinking? What were you doing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Usually my Mexican food is like Cafe Rio, and that's not like... Yeah, that's not Mexican food. <laughs> not, not the not same, Mexican food. no. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, so you have your breakfast. And then you kind of mosey on over to the start. We had an interesting conversation as we had our cheese curds mm -hmm. and beverages. 
before is you're talking about like some people, like when you show up to a start line, sometimes you don't feel like you belong, yeah. right? Did you feel that way for this race? Um, when I got to the starting line, I felt like, okay, this is going to be, one, it, it would frighten me, but I felt like, okay, these are like my people. Everybody's going through this together. And That's like, right. there's all these normal people. There's, you know, no mega stars or anything that you have built up in your head that everybody around you is going to be like this superstar and you're going to be this regular Joe at the starting line right. and stand out like a sore thumb. Yeah. And uh, so I definitely felt like, wow, there's like a bunch of other just regular people here. And it kind of was calming to me because I had the idea built up in my mind that maybe um, I didn't belong with the type of people that would maybe be doing this race. Maybe they're way more elite than I am. So Right. Yeah. But then that went away. Yeah. For sure. So That goes away quick. Yeah, it does. Because it's still dark at that time of <laughs> year. Mm -hmm. So you can be kind of anonymous. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, you can for sure. Saw some people I knew, and that was um, that's fun. That huh? was good too. Yeah, you know, some hugs Chat and up. some highs. Yeah. Hey, I can't believe it's you. Did that's some people cool. come up to you and say, "Hey, you, weren't you on the Trail Manners podcast?" Yes, I had like <laughs> seven people. Really? Seven. <laughs> I was saying that as a joke. I actually, know, and she like funny. she kept track. You did. Wow. So pe did it, you know these people, funny, though, or did like, they just? A few times I'd have somebody just run by me, and they'd be like. Oh, You're they on recognize you. I've, I've, I've heard you. I heard your story. That's you know? so cool. And That's I would awesome. just like in passing, so I'd be like, okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. No, I was, I was just saying that for fun, but that's really cool. <laughs> so, so the race starts. You, you know, you kind of get underway. What, did you have a game plan going into the race? Like, just take it easy. This is kind of when I think I'll mosey through. I'll eat this then, that type thing. Yeah, my mentality was just to make sure I didn't go out fast. I wanted to preserve as much energy. Um, to maintain like through the night and stuff. That was my biggest concern because I had never run through the night obviously before. And so I was okay kind of taking an easier pace just to make sure that I didn't um, run out of gas later in the day. Right. Um, which maybe could have adversely affected me. I, I should have probably, you know, gone a little bit harder, a little bit sooner. But right. you know what? You learn a lot from your first time. and You do. Yeah. And especially that, like you said, that course, there's, you know, a handful of climbs. You don't know when to spend your energy. Yeah, definitely. Now that I've been through it, you know, I would go back and do some things differently. And right. the amount of studying that you do doesn't ever fully prepare you for it. Right. It helps, but it doesn't it doesn't fully prepare you for yeah. everything. But well, and we've had that conversation on the show a few times. Some, sometimes that studying part works against you mm -hmm. because you're overthinking, you're overpreparing. Because we've had guests on the show, they're like, it's still simple. You put on a pair of shoes and you run. Yeah. You know, one foot in front of the other. And sometimes it is that overthinking and that's why you pack so much yeah. or you just, you know, start out slower. I mean, all, all things that are normal for sure. Yeah. But I know I can, myself and I can count a number of people that you over plan, over prepare, right. overthink. And then you, you almost like to some degree, and I've done this, you lose why you're there sometimes because you're like, oh crap, I got to do this. I got to yeah. do that. I shouldn't be running this fast, even though I feel fantastic, <laughs> you know, so you learn a lot, but also learn what works for you, right? Yeah. So you're in the race. You had a friend run with you, you said, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And so you guys just, did you guys just run out the same pace, kind of the same plan to start with? Yeah, we had the same plan. We had the plan to kind of stick together and keep each other a little bit in check. He, uh, my friend that I ran with, his name's John. He has a lot, a lot more experience in running races like this. And so he really wanted to um, kind of help make sure that I was in a good position and that I was I was going to see that finish line. So that was kind of more his goal. He could have gone out can, a lot faster than I could have, but um, we just kind of planned to conserve that energy in the beginning. Um, it's kind of funny because before, right before the race, somebody posted an Instagram picture. Um, Corey Reese, oh you yeah, guys Corey know who that Reese. is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. you yeah. guys would not believe the amount of people that tagged me in that photo and were like, "Flying monkey, you ready yeah, for this?" And I'm right. like, "Okay, flying monkey is really scaring me right now. Why is everybody, you know, freaking me out?" And that was the easiest climb of all of Wasn't them, wasn't it? Yes. It's so easy. So I like, and you're standing there. We was, the, literally was the rope there at the yeah. rock? Mm -hmm. Oh, there was a line. Yeah. There? there can be a big line. That mile took us over 40 minutes. Yeah. Crazy. Because of the line. Of the I, line. I saw a photo and I was like, holy cow, there's going to be people You weren't moving. You were not moving. I know. <laughs> and there's, you can't get around it mm -hmm. because it's unsafe at that point. Yeah. And it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Really, it isn't. Yeah. It, I was like 
so scared about it. And yeah. then when you get there, you're like, okay, well, this one's not, the, that one's not the scary one. No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that coming down it, you just got to be a little bit cautious. Sketchy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Going up it, no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. That's the most mellow climb out of the whole race for sure. <laughs> and then, so did you feel pretty good though at this point? I mean, you felt, you know, you good far as your mental side your physical side i mean you felt like that's where you needed to be is what you were doing right then Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. i was i was lucky in the sense that um mentally throughout basically the majority of the race i just stayed really positive um i think that maybe that's something that is a strong suit that i have though and maybe most people don't i don't know I just always try to think of the positives and look right. at where the ben- like the good situations are and focus on that instead of maybe getting behind my schedule that I thought right. it would be yeah. out of my mind. So. so did you get behind early yeah. on your schedule? Mm-hmm. Well, first flying monkey kind of threw it off. Right. Um, but then, so once you got to the top of Smith Mesa, mm-hmm. did you guys then try to make up a little bit of time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were probably about only 20 minutes off right. of where I kind of thought we would be. And Smith Mesa, you can kind of make up some time. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a roller. Yeah. Right? It's just constantly rolling. It's never really any flat. Right. And then after you came back through the aid station again, did you guys book it down the Mesa then? Um, we tried to go as fast as we could. Obviously, it's like kind of technical. And right. so it's harder it's to go super fast. But once you get down off of Flying Monkey and then trying to go through that area, that, that you definitely area. try to right. pick it up there. And that was nice to be able to feel like you could run. And so, so you get a little bit behind and then you try to catch up. How are you feeling physically at that point? So it's still early in the race. It's still... Like mile 10 to 12-ish. Mm-hmm. At that point, my nerves finally were like more settling down because I was really like the nerves were getting in my, my like the buildup of it. The buildup right. of the race, you're finally releasing that. And yeah. you're like, okay, well, I'm in the race. Now it's time to, to do some work. Yeah, now it's time to do some work. So you're getting over the initial shock of starting and that right. you're actually doing it. Um, and that that was more like when the fun was and it's just taking in the views of everything and yeah. just the sunrise that morning was absolutely unbelievable. Cool. The sky was like hot pink and purple. Yeah. I mean, you just were like in awe of being there. And so right. I think at that point I was just having fun and soaking in the fact that I was doing it. That's good. Yeah. So when you guys work your way over to the Dalton Wasage station right before you go out to Guacamole. Uh-huh. At that point, you can run. Yeah. Right? So once you go over the Dalton, you can get on that service road going out to Guacamole. Were yeah. you guys running pretty good at that uh-huh. point? Yeah. That's good. That felt good. Yeah. That was a nice part. But, <laughs> so how was it when you were up on top of Guacamole? Because that's, there's great views, but that one's hard to navigate. Yes. Um, that one was tough because they didn't have food or water there. They at, ran out. At Guacamole? At Guacamole. I'm trying to think. At Guacamole. Because yeah. that's where you pass Dalton and you go up that super steep climb. And then it's just like that service road. Yeah. Um, and when we got to the top, that it's the aid station, the first swipe, it wasn't that wide. Yeah, the out. first pass through. Yeah. But then you're like running around. It's like you're running on the moon. Yeah, you, it is. It's white rock. And yep. you feel like you're in a different planet, like in yep. Planet of the Apes And there's a whole <laughs> bunch of like petrified wood up there. Yeah. It's, it's so neat. It is so cool up there, and it's a whole different world up there. Um, and it's kind of weird because you're passing other runners, right. and the trail is really, it's single track, and so you're, like, feeling like you need to get out of the way for right. the people that are ahead of you. Um, but for the most part, it was pretty runnable up there, and it it's was gorgeous very runnable, up there. runnable, yeah. Yeah, it was good. way Did you guys beautiful. ever get lost up there? Not up there. Good. No. That's good to hear. Yeah. That's easy to get lost <laughs> up on that one. Yeah. So you come back through the aid station the second time. They don't really have any food. And you got, I can't remember if it's three or f- it might be seven miles maybe back to Dalton. Dalton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they it's didn't mostly have downhill. Yeah, it is downhill. So that I was looking forward to that because that's definitely runnable downhill. Yeah. Until you get to that very last stretch. Right. But um, it's a nice, nice downhill. So did you have your, your husband and your little girl at Dalton mm-hmm. then? Yeah. Was yeah, it good to see there. them? How oh, was yeah. that? My daughter was like, are you done yet? And I'm uh, thinking, you have no idea. Yeah, exactly, right. <laughs> but it was, always, it was so good. My husband had like a sandwich for me. And, oh, you right know, on. he just wanted to talk. And yeah. Because they hadn't had water at the top of the aid station when we came down. Um, and it was hot at that point because it was in the afternoon. Right. Before we went to go see them, we like dipped our heads in the river. and <laughs> It felt good. Right on. It was nice to kind of have that cool off. That's my kind of thing right there. Yeah. yeah. The rivers, lakes. So when did did you feel any up up until that point? Did you still feel good? Uh-huh. Like you didn't have any low spots? Any that's good. So that's mysteries. thirty miles yeah. of solid running. I, it it felt like the quickest fifty k 
I mean, I was just like, wow, I just ran a 50K. And yeah. like, that was, went by quick. So right not on. quick, but you know. So do you think, because th- we, again, we've talked about this. Do you think you felt that way because you knew you were doing 100 miles? Yeah. 100% mental. Like, if I was in it to good. do 30 miles, then I would be dying at that point. And you're like, is this over yet? But then you're right. like, hey, that was easy. And yeah. Quick. Because it was so in my mind that I was going to go till the next day. Yeah. I was like, no big, not as big of a deal as maybe it would be. Right. If that was just your goal. So was there a point that you started to hit kind of a, a low spot or a tougher time? When we got like to, um, I'm trying to think of the really steep climb. Um, okay, so you go from Dalton, Washington, over to Gooseberry, and you do the goose bump. Goose bump. Yeah, the goose bump's a really steep one. Goose bump is really steep. And um, so looking at that, I knew that it was going to be a really steep climb, and it was kind of hotter right. in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, no place to hide from the no sun. No place to hide from the sun there. Uh, it was gorgeous, though, leading up to that. And the, the beautiful rocky orange mountains yeah. that are right there are, mm-hmm. l- like, just the craziest thing that you'd ever see. And they had um, one of their trail work, one of their volunteers or somebody that worked for the race would like go up and down that um, goose bump and make sure people had like sunscreen wow. and things like that and just cheering you on. And so that That's was cool. really nice that they had somebody cheering for you. And um, once you got to the top, it was really satisfying that you, you got You've up done to like, that, right? yeah, that you got that over with because that right. was one of the biggest climbs in the whole um, race. So how was that aid station when you got up there? Because that's a big aid station. Yeah, that one was nice. That, that one was rocking, really huh? awesome. That's where the quesadillas are. Yeah. That's where mm-hmm. the burritos are at. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's yeah. good stuff. Yeah, and you're celebrating by the time you get to the top of that, so it's even better. <laughs> exactly. You're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And well, so what mile is that? That's probably 40. It's well, I think it's like 45-ish somewhere in that area. Yeah. It's it's, it's from Dalton to. Uh, the Gooseberry one, it's not too far. It's just really steep. Mm-hmm. And But then you got from Gooseberry one to Gooseberry two, it's like a 10-mile loop. That was that was kind of rough. That was where I so think... What do you mean? So what, what was rough about that? It felt long. It, it felt was really long. long. Uh-huh. And um, waiting to get to the next aid station, you're just thinking, oh my gosh, like, right. is it's it It's really yet? windy out uh-huh. there. And it's yeah. hard to... And is that all in like on that rock too? That's yeah, it's all on slick. It's all on the slick rock up on top mm-hmm. of Gooseberry Mesa, and you go out to the Gooseberry Point. Oh, oh, there's lost. an aid station out there. You do a little out and back, and then you come back to the Gooseberry, uh, the main aid station. But it's really windy, and it just you're getting beat up from the slick rock. Yeah, at it that definitely point, is, right? is. That's when it kind of started taking a toll on me, and I was right. feeling it more in my feet. Um, yeah. I'm still feeling positive, but the miles were getting longer and longer. Right. Um, were you guys able to run a lot of that out there or was it run walk at that point? It was run walk yeah. at that point. Uh-huh. I mean, all of it was run walk, but yeah. it was more, it was, I was moving slower at that point right. than I had probably wanted to. So it was hot during that daytime. Were you uh-huh. having any problems with the heat? No. Uh, one of the problems that I did encounter, though, was because I had that cold the week before, Right. my nose was really stuffy. This sounds probably not that appealing. but <laughs> um, So I was breathing out of my mouth, okay. and my mouth got incredibly dry. Oh. Incre- like, it was um, hard to, like, swallow and things like that. Um, wow. I was drinking a lot of water. Right. But that is when it started becoming hard for me to eat food. Gum. Because I should have put gum in my mouth. Joel, let's write these down. Gum. See, that's what we're here for. <laughs> yeah. Gum. Okay, gum. No Mexican. Yeah. No. And gum. And gum. And, gum. and don't overpack. Yeah. Yeah. Cheese curds you got to throw in there. We're working on it. Yeah, you got to throw cheese. We're going to write a book. Write a book. Yeah. Working on that too. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, at that point, um, that was kind of when it started becoming harder for me to eat. And that because became your mouth a problem. was so dry? Mm-hmm. That became a problem later. Cause but you weren't, like, dehydrated. It no. was just your mouth was super dry. Because like I was chap- just breathing. Like your breathing. lips are chapped, but yeah. you're uh-huh. inside your mouth yep. and throat. Because and I was just breathing out of my mouth. Wow. I couldn't breathe that's out of bummer. my nose. Mm-hmm. So that built up a little bit. Oh, that stinks. <laughs> All right, so you so you guys did that big loop out in Gooseberry and came uh-huh. back to the aid station twice. What time did you get back to the that aid station again? I honestly was it was it because that's like mile fifty two fifty four somewhere in that area. I didn't get into uh, there until I think about nine o'clock. Okay, yeah, so it, it was, was later dark, than I had, I had right? planned on. Uh huh. So your stomach was holding up good that whole time? At that point, um, it was starting to get queasy from not being able to eat solid foods, I think. Because you couldn't swallow because mm-hmm. you're... Yeah. Dang. And yeah. did you, have you ever had 
that before in no. your other races? That's Mm-mm. your first time you've kind of had that stomach thing. Yeah, okay. and and I do. I definitely think that it was the mouth issue and not being able to. I like I couldn't even put a piece of bread in my mouth and I just spit it out because I was like, no, I can't do this. <laughs> so I can't. You have to remind me. I don't remember if we talked about this last time. Do you do you drink Coke during a race? Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. Mm-hmm. I don't. I can't do Coke during a race for some reason. Hmm. Is that another one? Oh, I don't yeah. know. It's yeah. gotta be. I can't do Mountain Dew. You can't. No. I can't either. Yeah, I can do some Coke. Coke is the spot for <laughs> me. But I mean, were you doing that? Was that okay? Yeah, I could do Mountain Dew. That was giving me mm-hmm. a little bit of energy. And oranges. Yeah. Lots of oranges okay. and fruit. Right on. Yeah. Were you doing any gels at that time too? No, I don't do a lot of gels. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. So okay. what do you do then in your normal race if you don't do gels? Do you try to do solids? Yeah. Like home type PB&J. food? PB&J. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, we did talk about PJ. Yeah. Her, her right. affinity for PB&J is strong right. during I the race. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. You had, did you have some of that or you couldn't be at that point? I, I couldn't. I couldn't. Um, I, I tried. So did that go away? No. That dry mouth was there for the whole you time. You should have seen my lips like three days ago, really? two days Just ago. Just beat? They're finally recovered, but oh my gosh, they uh, were like... like full-on alligator lips? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> alligator <laughs> lips. Alligator lips. Yeah. <laughs> so you're having the problem that's on the... So mile-wise, like 8 p.m. at night, uh-huh. mile... Where are we at? It's like 52 to 54, somewhere in that area. Okay. Yeah. And then, so what what happened from there? You're kind of getting ready to go into the night, mm-hmm. which you guys, is something you hadn't you, done before. You go down the long service road at that point. Yeah, the long service road. Right. And, um, that was it dusty? It was very dusty. Did you wear a mask? No. Did we talk about that? Yeah, we did. Okay. I did. Mask or snorkel? No, I should have. I, and we, we literally, I was like, I need to get my mask out at this point. And I just never did. Dang. I don't know if I just didn't want to like right. stop and take my pack off. Right. And at that point, um, when we're going along the long service road, was... Um, kind of a point where my feet started to hurt and I could tell the blisters were coming. Really? Did you think it was like a rock? Yes, or it you felt like rocks in ha. my shoes. And I kept thinking, I am not going to stop again to get rocks out exactly. of my shoes. And so I didn't stop and I should have stopped. And that was probably one of my biggest problems because by the time we got to um, that aid station Grafton. after the service road. So Grafton's the aid station mm-hmm. after the service road. Um, I took my shoes off. Right. And, and I was like, I need different shoes. I can't do these shoes. And, and everybody right. like looked at my feet. I had like my family there, my sweet friend Kim and her yeah. husband. And Justin was there, and uh, my husband, my mom and dad were there. Oh, right yeah, on. That's was, cool. My mom was like, you said it on the podcast, and so now I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That's weird. She would have come anyway, but right. she, she, listened, she made sure to know that she listened. Um, but anyway, they took my shoes off, and I had these, like, big blisters right underneath, like, the palm of my foot. Yeah. I don't know what you call that. The palm of your foot? I like it. That kind of went up into your toes. Foot bed, the palm foot bed, of your foot. Your foot know. knuckles. Bottom. That's pretty cool. We could use <laughs> foot knuckles. Knuckle. <laughs> we could just use that one, foot knuckles. We love finding crazy stuff. Let's go with the ball of your foot. All right. <laughs> I'm like a foot. So your foot knuckles had some blisters. The lower foot knuckles. Oh, that's The lower so foot knuckles. Gross. The phalange. Yeah. <laughs> so I changed my, my socks, and they you know, tried to put some stuff on them. Right. Um, and changed you, my did shoes. Did you try to pop them? Did you um, try to drain them? Yes, we did try. We did pop them at okay. that point. Yeah, did, was that kind of like so? You you at that point you're like, okay, I've got blisters, mm-hmm. not rocks in my shoes. Yes, they're bad. Yeah. After you drained them, did you have some relief? At first, it was still sensitive. You you, know, was it, it affecting your your movement leading into the aid station? A little bit, yeah. The my the way my foot would hit the ground was definitely altered. Um, was just it slowing from, you down? Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, it was. So have you it had foot problems like that ever before in your no, other races? No, I don't usually get a lot of blisters. I shouldn't have worn the shoes I wore though, and but that's do you one think of it's my the biggest shoe problem. Or do you think it's the distance and the slick rock? And the sand. It could have been the slick rock. Because, I mean, that is just, it's, it's weird. It's punishing. It is punishing. it's just that little slide every step. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it's really another. windy it out might, there. It, it de- I mean, that definitely could have been. I felt like the, my first instinct is to think it was my shoes because right. my, I wore a pair of ultras that are a little looser, but they right. had more Ooh. cushion. Right. And But they weren't, you so know, So you thought your foot was moving around in there? Too much friction mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. Whatever you so do you put some? Do you put some? Uh, do you lube up your feet? That sounded no. weird. No. Do you put any lube my, on your foot knuckles? <laughs> no lube on my. I, foot there's knuckles. no safe way of asking that. <laughs> right? Do you grease up your foot knuckles? Yeah, do you <laughs> <laughs> Is that? I'm not getting a reply. Do you put anything on your feet to help prevent blisters? No. And friction. Yeah. No. You do not. No. Okay. Okay. Let's, Add that it answers to the list. that. Yeah. So there's a couple things we recommend here on the show. Kay. Right. 
Number one, not in any particular order. There's two no. ways to go. Yeah. If you don't like greasy feeling, right. okay, there's uh, squeaky cheeks right. that we use. It's powder. Not to be confused with cheese curds. No. No. no, no, no oh, no. not in the same ballpark. Yeah, <laughs> not even. No. But they're both great Although, for running. You know, I do, I do like me some squeaky cheeks. Oh, I love me some squeaky cheeks. Yeah. I use it almost every time I go out and run. I use it almost so every day. So the product is called Squeaky, squeaky Cheese. cheese. It's yeah, a powder. It's, so okay. it's a powder. It's a dry yeah. powder, but you can put it if you don't like the... Some people just don't like that greasy feeling or yeah. the slick feeling. Right. You put that in your socks as works. But the other one is that we... That I use, I think Joel uses, we love, Squirrel's Nut Butter. Yeah. And I've heard of that. Yeah, and they, so that those comes two in things. a stick. Squirrel's those nut butter is not just for... N- and it's not just for squirrels. No. Okay. No. And it's no. not That's something you put... No, yeah. that's okay. a di- that's a that's you're like shopping at the IFA or something. Yeah, We're exactly. shopping at running stores, <laughs> right? <laughs> you're next to the utter butter. Okay, we're yeah. over here. No, it's, so it's the squeaky cheeks you can put in your socks, and that helps keep your your feet fairly dry. Dry, right? Huh. And then the the squirrels nut butter is just like a a, a stick. It's like a sack, um, okay. and you can do that for chafing for right. you know arms, feet, and stuff like that. It comes in like a little like a little like deodorant, deodorant stick. stick, but they're about like that big, so you can carry it with you in your pack. And okay, yep. good yeah. to know. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so that's what we, we and the the squeaky cheeks comes in a single serving yeah. packet. That's fun. And you can uh, right it, there in the old pack. It's really? messy. Yeah. Is well, it's a little messy because powder. It takes you one or two tries to get like dialed in. Like I'm totally dialed in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, daily product. Right. Okay. So I think that you know going forward, when when you do this again, mm-hmm. change your socks. Okay. But have the socks prepared with squeaky cheeks yeah. beforehand. Okay. So like two days out from the race, you're taking your squeaky cheeks and you're dumping it in your socks. And then what you got to do with your socks is you got to take your socks and, and pull them, right? Uh-huh. So the squeaky cheeks gets all in the socks. And then you're going to put your socks in a Ziploc bag. Okay. Yep. Right? Because that squeaky cheeks will get everywhere. Yeah. And then it also keeps it in there and you can shake it around like, it's yeah, like shake exactly. and bake for your socks. It's okay. a total shake. That, yeah, yeah, exactly. Shake and bake, shake and bake socks. for the socks. Okay. And it's seriously yeah, it's money. Yeah, it's money. Yep. And then you change it, and it feels good. I'm it does. Yeah. So much. Yeah. We'll get you some squeaky cheeks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've been hoarding mine for years. <laughs> yeah, I've, got, I've got some. I just cleaned out my garage. But uh, yeah. So yeah, that's good for your feet. Right. For, for different for different things. Or there's the squirrel's nut butter, which I've been using a lot more of lately, for sure. I like them both. Yeah, for sure. You can't go wrong either way, and it's just a preference, and it's just. Mm-hmm. I, I prefer both. Oh, I do too. I, I doubled the up. The combination. Yeah. It, there's there's certain parts of your body where one is more appropriate than the other. Yep. Joel's going to have a diagram <laughs> he'll put on yes, there. Yes, I will. Like a stick figure Human with circles and, and arrows. Like arrows old school, like 1950s, like infomercial for the kids in the classroom, right? Yeah. With the old kind of projector reel. There you go. That'd make be one awesome. of those. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that'd yeah. be awesome. Like the okay. maturation film. So let's get back to <laughs> your big... Knuckles on your knuckles. feet. Knuckles. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you leave in Grafton, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And it's dark at that point. Yes. Right? Very. And it's kind of downhill to the cemetery aid station. Yeah. I wish you could have seen that in the daytime. I know. Is there a cemetery? There is. Oh, my gosh. We were like, where is this? And Okay, so starting um, down from the aid station at Grafton, going towards the cemetery, right. probably only like... Ten minutes after we left there, I'm stepping, and all of a sudden, like, sharp pains, and I can feel, like, the blisters are, like, really coming through at that point. So we had to stop and take my shoes off and pop more blisters at that point. Um, And then going through, because it's kind of windy. It's really um, windy. We got lost, and there was a group of us on the way down. Okay. We got lost on the way down and probably spent, I would say, at least a half hour trying to figure Uh, out where to go. Because at that point, you're kind of disoriented. Right. Um, You can't tell which way the markers are going at that point. You know, I mean, it's just just really confusing. I actually heard that quite a few runners got lost at that point. And, you know, it cost some people some miles. Right. But... Um, going down that steep uh, the descent, coming uh-huh. off the mesa, going down to the aid station. Mm-hmm. That's my, pretty technical. Yeah, and my feet were um, really hurting at that point, and right. the blisters were really popping through at that point. Um, and so we realized that we were probably pushing up against some time cutoffs and that we needed to start trying to pick up the steps. Right. Um, otherwise, I was going to get swept. And so starting from right before we got to the cemetery, it 
became more and more of a um, reality that I might not make some a time cut off and that we had to be a lot more conscientious. So how are you dealing with that point. mentally? Once you realize that you're up against that cutoff, mm-hmm. was that like just more motivation for you to keep pushing past that discomfort that your feet were telling you? Yeah. At that point, I was like, I am not getting swept. I am not going to not make this cutoff. Like right. I didn't come all this way to not make it, especially not this early in the race. Like there was no chance I was going to let that happen. And so it definitely um, helped me to push through that pain. Like there was a lot of steps where I was kind of screaming out loud, like, ah, right. you know, or wincing a little bit. I'm, it probably sounds a little bit like a baby or whatever, but, right. uh, you know, I mean, it's, yeah. it, having those underneath both feet, you know, but, between the toes where you're having all that movement right that's where you know all the action's happening in your toe toe knuckles the the action (laughs) in In the the toe toe knuckles knuckles. (laughs) i'm liking this already (laughs) wow that's where all the action happens (laughs) what mile yet um part it was almost 60 okay yeah it was i think the cemetery is about 60 yeah it's getting like it's like 56 something like that and for people, the people that aren't aware, because you may not know, when she says she didn't want to get swept, in a lot of these races, they have a sweeper. Right. And so that's the person that kind of comes up the, the tail end of yeah. the race right. and makes sure all runners are accounted for yep. and where the cutoff times are yeah. to where, hey, you need to either go, stop, or whatever. So that's what when she says swept. So how are you moving through the aid stations? Were you... Were you being conscious about that, not spending too much time in the aid stations? Yeah, up until that point, we were trying to be very conscious about right. the aid stations and not wasting a lot of time there. Because um, it the could be easy. It's easy to waste time in there, right? Mm-hmm. And get, I'm not... You yeah. get caught up with all the yummy foods. Yeah. I'm uh-huh. not the fastest runner, but I figured we might be able to make up some time by not spending a lot of time at the aid stations. Um, so hopefully that would kind of help in that arena. That's cool. Um, Good. In the uh, cemetery when we were in and out because Good. I did not want I, we had right. the hill to climb my yeah. feet or you have to, you go down a hill and then you have to climb back up a hill um, and we had to make it to that one I want to say I can't even remember it was probably around midnight or so though right um, and then we got to the goosebump aid station again right which for the is third that's time. a long climb back that is up. a long climb. And then Coming back, back up that service road. Service road. Yeah. By that point, I was sleepwalking. I'm sure. I've never really? experienced that in my life. So and what that time? Was a trip. What time do you think you pulled into the the Gooseberry Gooseberry Three? I think it was probably I would say one in the morning. Okay. I could be wrong, but I think it was about. So one when in the did morning. you start getting tired? Did you get tired at Grafton Two? Yeah. Or so at Grafton Two, you were tired, or was it between Grafton Two and uh, Goosebump Three? It was probably between Grafton 2 and Goosebump 3. Yeah, that service road's monotonous. Yeah. Right? And it's just, like, straight. And between Grafton, um, between, like, the cemetery and getting back to Grafton, yeah. that was really technical, too. That is. It's hard. It's really it windy. Especially nar- um, dark at yeah. night, and it's windy. And it's hard um, to see the flagging. Uh-huh. It's not easy. Yeah. So definitely moving slower. At that point, I was, I was starting to get a little bit discouraged because I didn't want to get swept, and my right. feet were hurting so bad. And I couldn't move as fast as I wanted. So were you still drinking Mountain Dew at that time? No, I could not do any more soda because my stomach was like really? a wreck at that point. I, I. So were you able to eat at that point? I ate, um, don't judge me. Yeah. <laughs> I ate some mashed potatoes. Is that oh, okay? Oh, that's awesome. Okay, that's good. Yeah. yeah, I had I my husband make you. me some mashed potatoes because yeah. I was like, I needed something that was a little wet. Right, yeah. And I didn't really want any more broth because at that point it was mostly just broth and water. Yeah. And um, definitely at that point, I couldn't do any more soda, even if I wanted right. to. So probably some caffeine through the night would have helped. So too. did we talk about this last time about the the Starbucks? No. Okay. So get the Starbucks via. Do you oh. know what those are? Uh-uh. They're single serving Starbucks mm-hmm. and they come in a powdered and they come in a little tube, little tube. Yeah. And it's like that big. Okay. So three inches. And you can put them in your drop bag. And if you know that you're going to be at an aid station, say, like, you knew you were going to be at Grafton 2 uh-huh. at nighttime. And Grafton 2 has hot water. You can pull that out of your drop bag, and you can make yourself coffee. Yourself coffee? Right like then instant. and there. And it's good coffee because you can't rely on those guys to have good coffee no. at their aid station. <laughs> it's either weak or cold or Or it's not. not or they don't have it. Yeah. Yeah. And you can have the coffee that you're normally used to every single day by getting those Starbucks Vias. That's a good idea, too. Yeah. Madding that to the list. Yep. You can put them in your vest and just yeah. put a little powder in between you can, your Yeah, you can totally do that, gum. too. Yeah, they're small yeah. enough. You can put them in your vest. coffee chew. Yeah. 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 You just a little suck on that. You can. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, and, yeah, that's what we'll go with that. <laughs> I forgot to try that one day. Yeah, <laughs> just a, a normal run. Yeah, try it. all over the place. Because you get a little water, just put let it drip through there like your own little. Uh, uh, holy cow! When you filter, make yeah, not filter, but your uh, <laughs> lip filter. Yeah, whatever. Okay, it'll come to me. <laughs> yeah, it'll work. It'll work. Um, so you're you're having some problems. Is there any point up until now that in your head you thought, hey, I may not either I'm going to time out or, hey, I, I may not finish this race. Yeah, on that um, stretch back on the road, on the service right. road, where I was kind of like sleepwalking, and um, I did have problems with like, oh, let's just sit down for a second. Oh, I just no. want to close my eyes for <laughs> oh, a second. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it didn't happen a lot, but there was probably like, right. you know, two times where I'm like, I just let me just so sit and close my eyes for was, like. Was Johnny really good at that point saying, no, we got to keep going? No, and was that was he a tired mistake. Too? That was a big, I oh, mean, no. I love you, John. Forgive me, <laughs> but in hindsight, in talking to like him and like my husband and like a couple other friends and stuff, we should have had somebody come with us, right? And through the middle of the night, that yeah, was coherent and right. uh, still had energy. <laughs> because when you get two really tired runners together, right? You know, you're both like, okay, yeah, like we'll just sit here for a second uh, and close our eyes, right? And so, um, and when you do that though, it's so nice. Yeah, you're out under the stars. It's cold. Know. Was it cold up on the Mesa? No, it, the temperature was perfect. That's good. It was perfect the whole night. I wore my shorts. Right on. And I didn't. I don't even think I threw a jacket on at that point. Wow. You know, That's awesome. it, it was a gorgeous, gorgeous um, night. Temperature yeah. was perfect. So, yeah, just sleepwalking. Yeah. So when you get back to uh, Gooseberry Three, you had some mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. Did your spirits pick up a little bit? Because that, that aid station is, like, big. It's bright. There's kind of a lot going on. It was definitely a relief to get there because it right. was one more um, stretch that... And it's mile 68. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so that 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 aid station felt good. Right. And then we had to go down the really technical... You had to go down the goose bump. ...hill. And that was a little nerve-wracking. So how was that with the, with the blisters? I was scared. And the tired legs yeah. and the tired mind. Yeah. I was scared I was going to fall asleep and go over the edge. Did you really? Oh. <laughs> I mean, obviously I didn't, but that was the thought. I was like, okay, I got to wake up because right. we're going down the super technical steep part. Right. And I don't want to get injured or anything, you know. Was it was it dusty when you guys were going down? No, it wasn't that okay, bad. that's good. Yeah, it was not that bad. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of people around us at that time. And right. so, uh, you know, not a lot of activity going down that, just us. So you're pretty awake by the point. So you get down to the bottom. Are you really awake at that point? At that point, yeah. but then the sleep hit again. Going out to the next. Uh-huh. Going out to the desert aid. Sta- yes. that's a long way out to that desert aid station, isn't it? It it's is. It's eight miles from from Goosebump Three to the desert aid. It's eight miles. For some reason, I thought it was only six. But it's more like eight. It is. It's nine. Yeah. <laughs> Legitimately, it's nine miles. Right. Six, like eight, like nine. I think it's like twelve. <laughs> One of the problems is you don't see the aid station until you're right on top of it. And the whole time you're like, where the hell is this aid station? That part. And it's windy and you're down that riverbed. And yeah. During that section That's a big was sleep when nightmare. I really kind of realized, okay, this might be harder than I thought to like make <laughs> the cutoff. Um, one, because it was discouraging to keep thinking that we were going to be there right. at the aid so station. So how are you dealing with that at that point? So you have the sleep monster. Uh-huh. You're getting discouraged. How are you working through that? Um, I, I did cry for a minute. Right. Like legit cry? (laughs) Legit cry. I was just like, you know, just the reality of the possibility of not finishing kind of hit me at that moment. And I just, um, I did, I did cry a little bit thinking, oh my gosh, my mom and dad are here. I have friends that are coming. I have a pacer that still hasn't come to pick me up yet. Did you feel like you're letting them down? Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I was so worried that I was going to let everybody down and that it was just, um, I don't know, that they'd be mad that they drove all that way. But, but, but you got there, right? You got to mile 75. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the farthest you've ever gone. Oh, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And what time did you get to mile 75? Um, Was it still dark? I'm trying to think. No. It, the the sun had come up, and that was really nice. Okay. When the sun came up, we got a jolt of energy. Yeah, Isn't that cool? That's yes. the best. It, it was almost like a light switch went, I yeah. mean, literally in the sky, but, like, in your mind, all right. of a sudden, it's like, okay, now I can, I, I want to, I want to make it. I don't want to get swept. Yeah. And so we were at that point, okay, we're going to run to this spot. We're going to run to that spot. And right. just trying to pick points to keep running to. Right. Um, so that we could quicken our miles and things like that and try yeah. to get back. Because we had to get back to Virgin by, I think, 830 
in the morning. So was that so was that to mile seventy five or was that to mile like eighty one? No, because once you I get believe to it was mile seventy five. Okay. Uh huh. Um, yeah, it was definitely mile seventy five. So getting to that aid station was a nightmare, and that was like discouraging and things like that. And I had sent my husband a text, and I just said. I'm really struggling right now. I'm in a lot of pain and there's a chance that I might not make it. Right. And I just said, both, um, both of us need, like, we need something. We need to pick me up. We need, you know, right. um, and my friend Kim was waiting at the aid station cause she was going to take us through Virgin. Right. Um, and she decided to run towards us. Okay. And when I saw her face, I literally just broke down in tears and Did just started you? sobbing and gave her the biggest hug ever because it was just not that I didn't want to like be with John anymore or anything, but like right. seeing a new face and having that yeah. energy and knowing, you know, that the aid station was coming close. It right. gave me hope that maybe I wasn't going to get swept. Right. Um, and so when she, when she did finally meet up with us, she's like, you guys, I'm sorry, but we still got a couple miles till the aid station. And right. I was like, oh, oh my gosh. Worst no. friend ever. Yeah. <laughs> no, she. <laughs> it's one of those. Don't say that because then I'm going to get grief for that. Just like <laughs> the creepy Instagram husband thing. <laughs> yeah, we got some comments on that. Yeah. That'll be at the end. No, there's always someone, not just your friend, but there's people that do that at races. That, oh, it's around the corner. Oh, yeah. yeah and then the you get like two miles. Yeah, yeah exactly. A couple no. more miles. So, yeah, yeah. I, we know what you're saying. The reality of it was good, though, because then it helped me to be like, okay, like, I've got to start picking it up more. Right. I don't want to get swept. Um, you know, so it kind of added that element of, okay, like, get that fire lit under your butt and let's right. get this taken care of. So you get to mile 75. You've got a pacer. You've got family. You've got friends there. Mm-hmm. Mentally, it's turned around because it's daytime. Yeah. But your fear is still a wreck. Are yeah. they getting worse at that point? Yeah. Yeah. And it was starting to set into, like, my ankles and stuff. Like the um, swelling was starting? Like, your feet were getting swollen? I think because I was walking differently, oh, the right. joints and stuff in right. my legs were maybe not liking the way I was walking. Right. So were you walking more at that point than running? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, well, actually, um, leading up to that aid station, I probably had ran more than I ran in the entire dark part of the evening. Right. You know, just because I was trying to, to make the cutoff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but John actually decided to run ahead about a mile before we hit the Virgin Aid station um, to go get f- food and water. He right. was going to refill my bag so that we could just go in and out. Right. And um, when he got there, they told him he had missed it. We right. got, he got there at like 8:35, yeah. and they were like, "You you can't go on. You're you know you're done." Right. And he's like, "No, this is a soft cutoff. Like." Yeah. That's not a hard cutoff. We have until you know like eleven thirty or, or whatever right. to 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 Pick make these loops, and you can't sweep us yet. And so he got really discouraged at that point, um, but convinced them that it wasn't a hard cutoff, and so we could still go back out. Right. Um, and when I came back in too, they basically told me that I was done, and I was like, "Well, I ju- I still want to go as far as I can." Right. And um, so, despite their advice, I was like, "You know what?" Even if I'm not going to make the cutoff, I still want to get this last five miles in and just right. say I made it as, as far as I possibly could. So when you're in the aid station, were you guys trying to take care of your feet at that point? Or were you no, just I like, was just screw trying it, to bust it through. I'm just going to go mm-hmm. and do the red loop. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, there wasn't time yeah. to do my feet even if I wanted. And so probably like the first two miles of the red loop, which yeah. is the first of the three virgin loops, um, yeah. I was doing a, quite a bit of running. Yeah, you, there's a lot of good running on that f- uh-huh. that first five mile loop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, then my body just was like, you so can't. you get back to 84. And were you were you actually timed out at that point, or were you or were you just done? Um, or a combination te- of both. Yeah. By the time I got back at that uh, mile, which technically in the race is 82, but really it was like 84. Right. Because there's some hidden miles in yeah. that. Uh, so by the time I got back to that one, it was about 1030 or so. Okay. And they were like, there's no point to. Right. I mean, I knew there was no point to go out to the second loop. Well, I mean, if you could have run, yeah. it would have been a different story. So Yeah. So you had to do, I would have had to do the six miles in, um probably about 45 minutes. Right. And I don't think I've ever run that in my entire life. (laughs) But I was glad because, you know, it it was really sad. And when I came in at mile 84, my husband was incredibly nice. And um, he organized my parents being there. You know, they were going to be at the end. um, But he knew I was going to be done. And so he had my mom and dad there. And, 
you know, that was really bittersweet because I got to get a hug, hug my mom and cry in her arms and, right. you know, um, but You're having them there baby. at my end of the race right. was, was really, um, it was really cool. And, and John actually, he went back out and before we were done doing that fi- that first red loop, the five mile, six mile loop in the middle of that, he had actually decided he was going to go for it. He had a lot more gas left in him. Right. And so he barreled down the trail and he, he did like some seven minute miles in the end nice. of that race. And I have no idea how he pulled that out of right. him, but it was exciting for me to watch him and, you know, watch him come from each loop. And I sat there and, you know, my family sat there right. um, and Kim stayed with me. Um, to finish my part off, my pacer came with me. Right. And as we came in, John was already going through the second loop. Right. And my mom and dad were like, Kim, to my pacer, like, go go get John. Go make sure he gets into the right. end. So That's she just cool. bolts down the trail. And she carried him very, she carried him to the end. That's awesome. And it was awesome. so exciting. I felt good that my pacer, you know, that Kim came and that she was able to help him. Best you friend know. ever. Like oh, I my said. gosh. Amazing. Kim, you need to know Kim. She's okay. amazing. Kim nice. Haslam. Kimmy Cat. Kimmy Kim, Cat. Kimmy Cat, Cat Haslam. Kimmy Cat, Kimmy Cat <laughs> <Right> on. <laughs> She's an amazing runner. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. So your race is over. Yeah. At mile 84, mm-hmm. right? It's hard It's hard to take everything in at the moment because you're so raw and all yeah. the emotions. And you, like you said, your family's there. Your parents are there. But ultimately, how did you feel? Like, if, if you could remember, how did you feel when you're like, hey, my race is done. It's at 84. Um, I definitely cried. You know, I mean, I think that uh, one, you're exhausted emotionally. You've been up for, you know, 24, 30 hours all night, um, no sleep and stuff like that. And I, at first I just felt really um, disappointed in myself that I couldn't pull it out. Um, I felt like you, you kind of start analyzing the whole thing and think, well, I could have done better here. I could have done better here. This is where I should have done this. You know, all of the what ifs and stuff like that. Um, but I quickly realized uh, there was no sense in doing that. I made it 84 miles. Um, yeah. I learned a lot. I learned an, Im- an immense amount of things that I didn't know before. Um, and the experience all over was a great experience. And I, I couldn't complain about it. I was, I was in pain. You know, my feet hurt. And you can't control that. I yeah. don't think you can fully control some right. of the things that happen. And so I just had to realize it's okay and own that I rocked 84 miles and not that I didn't finish the 100 miler, you know? That's an awesome attitude because it it is is hard. You know, I think we, you know, a lot of people have been there. I've been there where you don't get your goal, you know, DNF, you know, whatever it is, but you know that what you set out to do and that what you mentioned earlier was like, I didn't want to let anybody down, have them be disappointed. That just goes through your mind, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, that's just human nature, but your attitude about it. And the fact that you are willing to come on the show so soon and just be cheery and tell us your story <laughs> is awesome. I, I know this sounds really weird, but I honestly think that it's almost a good thing that I failed. And that probably sounds really strange, um, but you kind of have that pressure that builds up. And you put that pressure on yourself like I can't fail and everybody's going to judge me. And then they're going to think, you know, I'm not a good athlete or I'm not a good runner. And it's going to take away from... I don't know, whatever idea you have about yourself. But that, that hangs over your head. The idea of failure kind of hangs over, over your head. And I think it's good that I got that failure over with because I realized life goes on and right. I'm okay and yeah. I'm more inspired now. Right and on. I think that that's, that's lucky for me that I'm, I'm leaving the situation super stoked to just, like, improve and, like, run more and right. have fun while I do it. Um, so I think it's good that that is not hanging over my head anymore. That's I got that over with. I failed, and it's not that, that big of a deal. That's an incredible attitude. <laughs> it really is, um, just to be stoked, because it's kind of the opposite for a lot of times, you know, yeah. where you're, like, bummed, and you're, like, you go through this time of, oh, I don't want to run anymore for a while. I need to take some time off or, or whatever else. Because so, Joel texted me, because um, he found out, and he, he texted me right away when he found out. Yeah. And, he, yeah. you know, we were bummed. Yeah. You know, but big picture, like I was talking to my wife about, like, from, from four years ago, to now are you yeah. kidding me that's yeah. a huge improvement it does 16 miles is nothing <laughs> really you know and that's really what it was so yeah that see your your attitude towards it i think is even more impressive than the race itself i appreciate that because that that is hard to do but you, you know we talked about it when you came on last time is what you've gone through and your your quote-unquote journey yeah i mean what you're facing going forward now is there's it's not that tough you know what I mean? I mean, it is. Don't get me wrong, but right, it's tough. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> no. tough. But but I mean, what what you've already experienced, like you said, there's 
life goes on. Yeah. Right. And now you're more inspired. Yeah, and definitely. Like, and like Joel mentioned, you know, with you running Havelina this year in October. Uh, wow, you just blew that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I might have goaded her into signing up for a race already. <laughs> <laughs> that was like one of the first things I asked her. I said, so have you been stalking Ultra Sign Up looking for your next race? And she goes, yeah, kind of. <laughs> I was like, oh, let me help you. <laughs> <laughs> he knew he knew where my mind was That's at. That's right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so so when you do look back on it a little bit, I mean, overall, like what's the what's the the number one or the biggest thing that you'll take away from that race? Not to be scared to try something that scares the crap out of you. There you <laughs> go. Because you survived. Yeah. You lived. You yeah. did. You survived. Yeah. I survived. I mean you had you had balloon feet, alligator lips. Yeah. But my toe knuckles. <laughs> toe knuckles, right? Let's not even talk about the toe knuckles. Yeah. <laughs> but you're you're over it. Yeah. And you're still you. Still yeah. laughing, still having fun. Yep. Still looking forward to running again. Yeah. Nice. Looking forward to Zion next year. There you go. Nice. Oh, yeah. that's Those awesome. buckles are cool, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. That was sad watching everybody get their oh. buckles. But I was still I was super stoked watching all the people come in and stuff and right. you know, it's just an amazing thing to just be a part of and witness and yeah. Yeah, because you because you know firsthand what all those people, pretty much in a, in, a, in a roundabout way, have gone through to get to where they're yeah. at. Yeah, you know, they all they, experienced you, that same pain and discomfort yeah. you yeah. did, and the, the training and the sacrifices yeah. and the early mornings and the late nights and you know all that stuff. So it is it is rewarding because mm-hmm. you're like looking at them going, hey, that may not be me right now, but I know what that person has done and yeah. what an accomplishment it is. So, you know, and I think we talked about it before we went on the show is. Uh, you know, because you asked us, you said, what's your favorite show you've done? Mm-hmm. And we went over the thing, and I'm like, I can't pick one. There's too many fun moments, too many great guests. But we mentioned to you that your show was probably one of the more popular ones. I mean, we haven't looked at complete stats, but, I mean, the comments we received, um, the inspiration. Like I told you, my wife was totally inspired. That's you know, awesome. And she doesn't run, but <laughs> she so wants cool. to. But I think that's what, you know, overall, that's kind of your... I don't know, mentality and what, like we talked about before, kind of your aura, you know, that draws people. So I had no doubt that if you, you know, before talking today that you'd be back to doing another race, but it's interesting to see how excited you are. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So what, what's going on between now and Vaquero Loco? Anything? Oh, I have been teetering with the idea of Squaw, Peak 50, how are your feet looking right now? They actually look like really bad calluses. Okay. So the, I think the only reason I was kind of hesitant is that if you got those really deep blisters, uh-huh. those things are going to be there. For a while. For a while. Yeah. And you're going to have that, that fresh baby skin. So play that one by ear. That's what I, I yeah. figured as much, yeah. Right. I don't really have um, any other plans other than just running around Right on. Ogden. Yeah, it's a good place to run around. But you learned a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Learned a lot. You know, a lot more going into your next one. Yeah. That the you experienced, not what you've read or researched or studied, but for right. you, what you could have used, maybe could have done without, you know, mindset change or, mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And I think that's just as valuable lesson, just like in life, right? You learn from your bumps and your bruises. Yeah. So what's your next one going to be? Maybe Javelina. So the, so the Javelina 100? Javelina. That's a rookie mistake. Yeah, right that's there. okay. That's a rookie mistake. <laughs> the, the Javelin 100. Javelina. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's in October. That's Halloween weekend. Yeah. Yep. And then I do, I already, like, I mean, right when I left Zion, I was like, I'm coming back next year. Yeah. So I'm you definitely going to go back to that one next year. Because you know the course now. Yeah. yeah. And I think that'll. You know I, where you can run faster. Yeah. I will. I, I took a lot from that experience and I want to go back and try it again. So. Cool. Yeah. It's awesome. We we, me and Javelina. You and the you and the jab. <laughs> you and the jab. <laughs> you yeah. and the jab. So what's uh, your what? Because that one you got you kind of have to wear a costume. What's your costume going to be? I don't even know. But I was I was looking at that and I was just kind of thinking about that. Because yeah, it, it has to be ideas. strategic. You oh, don't want to awesome be like costume. super hot, right? Right. You got to think of something. Help me. I don't know. I don't either. Comment. Tell I'm, me what I'm I should be. I'm at a loss on that one. Yeah, I don't even know what I would do. <laughs> I got too many going through my head that yeah. I would do. I'm sure my six-year-old can help me think of something. Oh, that'd yes, be good. there you go. That'd be good. Channel my inner six-year-old. Yes. Yeah. That'd be easy <laughs> to do. So that's cool. Well, hey, thanks for coming back. Yeah. Know, you know, because sometimes it is hard to talk about, but I don't think there's anything you'd have a hard time talking about. What you spill to us is amazing. 
Uh, thanks for sharing cheese yep. curds, yeah. deep fried cheese curds, your first cheese curd ever. They're amazing. They are, right? Yes. Rooster's Brewing Company, Ogden, Utah. Mm. Yeah. Man, they're amazing. And we had some beverages that were tasty. And just had a great time. Yeah. So congratulations on the race. Yeah. I know Thank it you. didn't go 100% how you wanted it to, but it sounds like you're coming away more determined and stronger. Plus, again, you know a lot more than going into it. Yeah. And then next time, just talk to Joel. <laughs> right? Can you come next time? Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably be there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm going to race. Yeah. Joel's going to race. He's going to put on the squirrel's nut butter and That's go right. for it. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> He's going to rev right up. Well, thanks for joining us. Good luck. Um, you know, with your recovery. Yeah. But all, it looks like you recovered pretty good. That's yep. what you said when we talked to you. Next up for sure is El Vaquero, which we're going to be at. Yeah, yes. we'll be there. That'll yeah, be fun. It'll be a lot of good, uh, really good time. So congratulations again. Thank you. Be proud of yourself for sure, which I hope you are. And just know all the people you have inspired, not just through your first podcast with us, <laughs> but even what you've, you know, doing today. So yeah. thanks for taking the time with us. Uh, I know you're a busy person, uh, but we appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you on the trails. Yes. Thank you for listening to the Trail Manners Podcast. We'd like to thank Melissa Solomon once again for taking the time to join us. Had a great time here at Roosters Brewing Company in Ogden, Utah, having some local beverages as well as these deep-fried gooey goodness cheese curds. We want to encourage everybody to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Trail Manners, or you can swing by our website at trailmanners.com. There on the store page, you can check out some cool gear. Go ahead and get some swagging rights. Or you can get us up on the contact page. Let us know what you want to see, who you want to hear, or even if you would like to be on the show. Until next time, this is Eric Manning with Joel Hatch reminding you, you don't get what you wish for, you get what you work for. Now go get it.